0: Welcome back to Can't Let Go, the NVN podcast, where we talk about those news and personal stories from this week that we cannot get out of our heads. I'm your host, Jacob Lazaro, and I am back with two returning guests, um, Justin Curto and Maggie Harden. Guys, you want to say hello? Hi. Hi. So my story this week comes from a podcast, Reply All. I've talked about it on the show before, um, and this episode was all about... Um, Facebook spying on people, because there's this theory that floating around the um, the internet and kind of in the tech world that the Facebook app that you have on your phone um, has the ability to turn the microphone on when you're not using it and listen to conversations, and then that the app will serve you ads based on what you're talking about when you have your phone around, which is very creepy. This has literally and happened to me. <laughs> people from Facebook have officially denied that they do this. There's no actual like concrete evidence that Facebook uses the microphone in the app to spy on you. but. Uh, the second half of the podcast is them. T- um, they opened their phone line basically and uh, people would call in with stories of how they think the app spied on them with the microphone and then um, the hosts would try and convince them that the app wasn't spying on the microphone. It was just the other ways Facebook collects data. But at the end, everybody was like, nah, I still think it was the microphone because it's creepy, right? It's mm-hmm. someone listening to you. So basically, Facebook knows wherever you are whenever you log in because they can track your IP address on your computer or when you're on your phone they can track it with location services so they know wherever you're logging in from and what that basically means is if you're always in certain places like the neighborhood where you live um, they can make guesstimations about like what you'll want based on your demographic profile like um, how expensive it is to live in that neighborhood they'll know when you're traveling if you log in in like an airport or if you're somewhere where you don't usually go they're going to know your like regular route To work where you work stuff that's close by which is really creepy right something even creepier is that they have this thing called the Facebook pixel and a lot of other big internet companies do this Google has one I'm pretty sure which is a little tracker that is embedded on millions of websites and basically whenever you visit that website F- Facebook knows you visited that website. So, for example, if you go to like Amazon, put something in your cart and then don't buy it, Facebook will know that because of I their had, tracker. I had I'm that. Totally I had
1: that happen to me. I was on an underwear website, and now I get ads for it
0: all yeah. the time. So then they will serve you up ads. They can also get a lot of other data on you from buying it. A good example is the three big credit reporting agencies, which are the bureaus that like. Um, do credit scores and all that. They actually sell your data. So if you're Facebook, you can go to like, you know, TransUnion, Equifax, which is the one that got hacked really badly recently, um, Experian and all of them, and buy the data and then use it to target their ads. So Facebook has data likely on your like credit score, like your credit cards, how much income you have, any loans you have, they have all that data. The previous thing in the episode was if you go, they told you how to like see the categories Facebook has placed you into for targeting ads. If you go to Facebook and then your settings and click on ads, you can scroll down there and click on, um, I can't remember the name of it. It's like a thing that will tell you what categories they've put you into based on like what they know about you. So you know, you get stuff like um, like, like, like students and my Facebook you know, knows that I'm gay, lives away from home, gay, politically <laughs> liberal, all gay. sorts of categories, which they then serve you ads based on that. So it was just, even though. There's no evidence that they spy on you with the microphone. They do all this other tracking based on like your entire online and non-online life through all this data that they collect, and they can still serve you those ads so well, which is why um, the hosts one of the, one of his arguments was they don't even need the microphone, because they already can get all this information. So, you wow. Know, you know what the scariest <laughs> part is? What? The guy who came up with all this is going to be president. I, <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to think about Zucker- <laughs> Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Please don't. (laughs) I know you're going to because you're doing the whole going to the Iowa State Fair thing because who goes to that if you're not from Iowa or running for something or going to run for something? And he did. But that's a topic for another time. So
1: I have two stories for this week that kind of intersect. They're both about journalism because we're journalists here. a lot of things are shutting down or like like stopping printing, and it was just like a really scary week when people tell you like journalism's dying because like we're watching it die right in front of us. Basically,
0: it's every week. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, but this week was big. So I have two big stories. One is from WWD, which is a business publication, talking about um, Condé Nast is going to stop printing Teen Vogue completely. It had printed five issues a year previously. It's still gonna be online. GQ, Glamour,
0: Allure, and Architectural
1: Digest are going to be cut an issue. Bon Appetit is going to be cut down an
0: issue. But Um, they're still printing. They're just not... They're printing less issues. Yeah, yeah. And
1: W and Traveler are going to be cut down by two issues. Um, So that's a lot. And now people are talking about, like, where is the editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue going to move? Because, like, she's really popular and, like, they're, like, cutting all these print things, even though, like, these teens are still, like, I still want to read Teen Vogue and you don't believe in us. And, like... Yeah, On the online side of things, um, DNA Info, which is, like, a local reporting site that has um, sites for, like, a bunch of different cities, including Chicago, shut down this week, and the owner also owns um, the Gothamist sites, which are, like, Gothamist, Chicagoist, LAist, so on and so forth, another local reporting site. Um, So the case with DNA Info and Gothamist is that both the New York sites... um,
0: decided to unionize, and the publisher didn't like that and wrote a note and shut down both of the sites. Did you guys know that the guy who owns DNA Info and Gothamist, um, before he shut them down, is John Ricketts, who is part of the Ricketts family that owned the Chicago Cubs?
1: Oh, I did not know that! I did not know that either. That's so interesting.
2: So my news story for this week was something I read in Politico Magazine online today, and it was a profile on Donald Trump's mother, and it was called The Mystery of Mary Trump. Um, and it was super interesting because, um, I guess like in the media have only really looked at Donald Trump's father because he was a super strong figure who like pushed President Trump a lot when he was a kid.
0: Big Um, New York real estate guy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But his mom, like they interviewed a bunch of Trump's friends from childhood and his mom was kind of just this like mysterious figure who was kind of there, but like never really did anything. Um, and so the profile like looked at how she influenced how Donald Trump turned out and it was very interesting. So
0: how did she influence how Donald Trump turned out? (laughs)
2: Like, one of the things um, they talked about was when Donald Trump was two, um, she was pregnant with his younger sibling, and she had, like, a severe issue where she hemorrhaged and then she needed abdominal surgery, and she, like, really almost died. And so they were saying the experience of almost having your mother die at such a young age kind of naturally alienates you and makes you seek out attention more and become kind of crazy. Okay. (laughs) Okay,
1: so I feel like Trump never talks about his mom right like, that's I, like, true I didn't yeah. know he had a mom
0: I know yeah. Nobody, that's, like, yeah, you, know that's weird you, yeah. you never hear about it he's always like my dad but yeah that's weird uh, yeah like I've never heard him talk about his mom mm-hmm. I didn't even think about who his mom was I know you I kind of thought
2: his parents divorced
0: but they did not I mean it was like what the 60s yeah <laughs>
1: I have some breaking news fresh off the presses for my personal story. Granted, it won't be breaking once you're listening to this. Um, but my story is that like a half an hour ago or so, I found out that I'll be the new editor in chief of North by Northwestern come um, January. So like, Whoa. winter and spring quarter. I don't know if like Jacob and Maggie are allowed to talk about this because like they like were on the search committee that interviewed me for it. But, yeah, I guess, like, my personal story is, like, it's just, like, weird because I didn't anticipate applying until um, the term after this, which would have been the beginning of my junior year.
0: Yeah. Um, Would have had all that experience. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the thing I realized was, like,
1: oh, I'm experienced enough as is. And, like, it's open. No one else is applying for it. I I don't know, man. No confidence was a pretty strong challenger.
0: (laughs) No confidence. Yeah. Yeah. So my story this week actually involves both Maggie and Justin and then also Paola and a few other people. Because Jacob Um, makes everything about himself. (laughs) Wow, way to drag me, Justin. I love you. (laughs) You can't see it, but he's hugging me now. It's very sweet. Anyway, so um, all of my close friends, it appears, have all gotten tattoos um, last week. Um, and I feel left out. I like I'm ki- I'm kind of feeling like I should get a tattoo now, but also I like don't want to get a tattoo. It's a weird conflict, you know. I'm like I like the I like the concept of tattoos, but I also one have no idea what I would want tattooed on me, and two don't want to like go through the the needle process of stitching ink into my skin. You know, it just sounds like not it all that really great.
2: It does not hurt that bad.
0: Now I'm surrounded by all these like. Um, pro tattoo people and I'm afraid it's going to have like a negative influence me. I'm going to come wake up like next week and I'm just going to have like 30 tattoos all over me like don't even remember how I got them but it happened
2: that's going to be Justin um, so my personal story this week actually happened this morning and it's that a person got on the red line in the middle of having a heart attack today. holy
1: <laughs> shit yeah you like hinted <laughs> at this earlier and I'm sure yeah
2: it was crazy so she got on and it was a little hard to tell if she was homeless or not because she was like in pajamas and kind of like not Very well dressed, but she was having a heart attack, so obviously that's excusable. Um, And she got on, and she was, like, complaining about her chest hurting, but she wouldn't let anyone call the ambulance. And so finally, this, like, older woman, kind of a grandmother-type... Press the emergency stop button. Yeah. On the train. So, so, were you
0: between stations? Yeah, we were between oh, stations, sh- and so Christ. we
2: like got the guy to come on, and then we finally got her off. Well, not we. I did not help, but people <laughs> got her off the train, um, and got her an ambulance. But it was wild because she was trying to, I guess, go to like a really cheap hospital because she didn't have a lot of money. So that's why she, she got off the train. She it wouldn't at have home. had insurance. Right.
0: Which is why you don't want to. That's probably why she didn't want anyone to call an ambulance. Because I know if you don't have insurance, ambulance rides are like ten k. So expensive. Gotta love <laughs> yeah. American health care. Am I right? So
2: yeah, that happened.
0: Wow. I'm just. God, uh, that sounds, having a heart attack just sounds so unpleasant.
2: I know, you know? especially on the really? red line.
0: <laughs> yeah, all of them, red li- the red line's not the place for I want to have a heart attack. Yeah. but She was,
2: like, kind of young, too. She's definitely hmm. below, or younger than 40.
0: Did you know that there's a type of heart attack, and I think women are actually more likely to get them where you don't have any symptoms?
2: That's terrifying. Did you know that,
1: like, if you feel like you're getting a heart attack, you're supposed to chew aspirin
0: because,
2: like, yeah, it'll go into yeah. your
1: bloodstream more quickly? That's what Rosie O'Donnell did when she had her heart attack, and that's what they say saved her. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but yeah no, yeah, I can't remember what the name of it is but there's a there's a type of heart attack which is like asymptomatic so you don't feel any symptoms until after you've had the heart attack so you don't feel because I know the traditional symptoms are like pain radiating up your um, left arm into your shoulder area which is you know next to your heart and all that but yeah you can have a heart attack with no symptoms which is freaky because I know what I'm going to be worrying about now every time I sit down on the red line like you know put on my podcast and then I'll just be like what if I'm having a heart attack right now <laughs>
2: You're not gonna have a heart attack.
0: Thanks, Justin. You never know. I believe in you. I appreciate your um, belief in my heart and my (laughs) cardiovascular system. And on that note, we're gonna wrap things up for this week. So you can find our show and all other NBN podcasts on iTunes and in the Google Play Store. Just search Neuroclinic Western and hit subscribe and you'll get a notification whenever there is a new episode. That's how you know whenever we have new content. Our theme song is Little Lily Swing by Tritacyon, which is under a Creative Commons attribution license. I'm your host, Jacob Lazaro.
2: And I'm Maggie Harden.
0: I'm Justin Curdo. And this is NBN Audio.